Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, host of The Big Picture. Did you just see the latest tentpole blockbuster? Or a surprisingly fun new movie on a streaming service? Or maybe you just want to bone up on the greatest films ever made? From reviews to rankings, career retrospectives to movie drafts, and everything in between, The Big Picture is here for you. Listen to The Big Picture for free on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. It was yeah. supposed to happen last year. You were yes, supposed to be with Zapka, and then something happened, and then yeah, so had, we postponed, and then uh, uh, you know a, it's fine. A, it was, but now now we're here. Now we're here. That's all it's that great. matters is today. Yeah, I uh, supported the Cobra Kai franchise. I really like that show. Uh, I was shocked by how good it was. It could have gone wrong in so many ways. Right. I'm going to talk about it later. So let's go backwards. Okay. Let's go all the way back to the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. So that's your generation, basically, where. The Outsiders becomes this iconic teen movie that has all these guys. Right. Who, and Diane Lane, who go on to. I love it. And Diane Lane. And Diane Lane. Well, there's <laughs> just one that. girl, Cherry Valance. Um, but everyone in that movie goes on to bigger and better things, basically. Could you feel that in the moment? Um, Did you know that was like, oh, this is a movie where they'll be pointing back to and being like, this is the launch of seven careers, basically? Not, I, I would say probably not. I felt that we all, you know, we all felt we were in the coolest movie ever, directed yeah. by Francis Ford Coppola on a book that I, I personally read when I was 12. And so it was it was the dream come true job, you know. Yeah. Um, I think at the time... Um, probably Dylan, Matt had a couple movies. Um, yeah, he Cruise, had a little momentum. He had Over the Edge and My Bodyguard. My Bodyguard at was the time, big. And, uh, and Cruz just had Taps with Timothy Hutton. He was a wild card in Taps. Penn. Yeah, he was he like a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, this is beautiful. This, yeah. You know, and uh, Leif Garrett was probably the biggest star on the set at the right. time. Right, 70s Yeah, 70s, 70s music and, and uh, Teen Idol. And, and, um, and uh, so I'm trying to think that we, did we know at the moment that like, oh, we're all going to go on and, have our day in the sun, if you will. I don't, I'm not so sure I was feeling that as much as I was feeling this is going to be the greatest movie and the greatest hit and the biggest box office ever. Well, which it's Coppola. It, yeah, it's Coppola and it's S.E. Hinton. And and I still am so – it's still – that movie to me holds a, a special place. One, it was a great part. Um, two – I, you know, it was the first book I finished, uh, you know, by myself in school. Right. Um, it was a great part, even yeah. if 
if your character died after yeah, well, a horrible fire. Well, that's the whole thing, and he gets to say, stay gold. And <laughs> yeah. says, I'm in sympathy. The, I still get, to this day, I'll get 14-year-old kids who would come up to me with a book, and I sign stay gold, and they, they just go, they just melt. It's really sweet. You get Matt Dillon. Going through the street, oh, doing it, it for, for Johnny. Johnny. No, not really. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> he has a per- he'll, he'll t- at the time you talk to him, he's that. That's the one take he'll always say. Uh, I just I had other takes, and then Francis said go bigger, and, and that was the one. Oh, so like, he I didn't like that take. It. He did. I don't. That's he's hilarious. not a fan of that take, um, which is the way it works, man. It yeah. becomes you know I have a, I have a handful of those myself. I'm sure. What was but, your uh, What was your big break? Was it eight is enough? Um, eight is enough was. Uh, uh, defined big, so they all there. That was a break. Certainly, first movie I ever did was a movie called Up the Academy, yeah. directed by Robert Downey Sr. And Junior was fourteen at the time. Um, he was uh, an extra in the movie, we, uh, and uh, so it's. I always like leading with that. Because I just said whatever happened to him, senior, yeah, and, uh, that yeah. junior kid, who knows? That junior kid, and um, and then the uh, eight is enough came after that. So that was a eight is enough was, um, you know, a a break. It's when the teen magazines. Started. What was your character? I forget. Jeremy Andretti. You were kind of like adopted and brought into he was the an fold, adopted, right? But it's like okay, let's get a tough Scott Bayo type into this show because the right. ratings are slipping. I didn't save it. You know, I was nine was too many. They studied. They studied the Scott Bayo. I'm just. I'm assuming <laughs> advanced was, metrics. They were like, was, "Hey, was, something with it. this Bayo." Way ahead of time. Yeah, if we could plug and play that, we could save the show. It won't have to move to Saturday at eight. Eight is enough. Was a weirdly <laughs> was, important show in my was, childhood. Me, me it was too, kind man. of. So there was like the uh, what was the Michael Landon show? Well, uh, Little House on the Prairie. Prairie. Like I never was into that one. House, I was yeah, never right. into Walton's Little House. Eight right. is Enough was like my family. It was show. like an, it was the edgy family show. Yeah, with it the was. Tracks. And, and I the was daughters the, were good looking. I had right, crushes exactly. on like three of them. Exactly. It was a, it was a, it was a great place to work. And Dick Van Patten, he was America's uh, was, dad at that awesome. point. But awesome. then that first year, the mom. Yes, died I, in real life. Diana Highland. Diana Highland. So so Betty Buckley. Betty Buckley comes in like yeah. It was yeah. good. I like that good. show. You're all over it, man. You well, I was—I was an only child in the '70s. I had nothing going on. <laughs> and so no, three channels, and no sports, yeah. no sports, and no sports 24 hours TV. sports television. <laughs> That's right. You had you had the Olympics and the World Series, and then a lot of eighties and up. I remember the 1980 Olympics. I remember like every event that happened. There was nothing else on. Uh, me too. And that was uh, ABC too. So they were promoting a lot of the yeah. ABC shows during yeah. that. But yeah, like. Happy days, so that was, Vernon Shirley, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, that was it. So eight is enough was the first break in the sort of the the teen magazines and that kind of stuff. And then the Outsiders came right after that. And that would that Outsiders I considered my biggest uh, break um, because it was everything. It was I want this part. I want this movie. I love this director. This is you know. Did you beat up Bayo for that part? Was no, there like a went, little Italian on Italian crime? It's really funny. Uh, everyone. If you look at the behind the scenes uh, on The Outsiders, there's a great little uh, featurette on the casting of that film and how it was done. We were at – it was – oh, God, Zotrope Studios, which was on Las Palmas. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, When Francis had the studio down down in in Hollywood. And we all went, sat on the stage around the perimeter, every actor you could imagine, from Dennis Quaid to to Mickey Rourke to Scott Baio to – you know, to everyone in the movie and beyond. Um, Mickey Rourke and Matt Dillon are just sizing each other up. up they for, just for, know. For Rumblefish. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be happen. Dallas. This yeah, is, is going to be One us. of us is getting this. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it was, um, yeah, I think Matt, they saw they saw Dylan in New York. 
but I was out here at the time out, out in LA and um and so uh it was it was an amazing audition process um cuz you're watching every other actor read for the role you know which yeah. is unprecedented and and uh and just brutal um cuz then you're watching Coppola seeing if he's reacting and then you want to do you know you're trying to please the uh the decision maker. Well, um, and he also had the. This is only ten years after Godfather One, where he right. basically launches the careers of all yeah, these guys. Yeah, I mean the biggest, and and, and an apocalypse, and yeah, was uh, so. This was between one from the heart, which was I guess arguably one from the wallet. Is yeah, what, it was was the and and then so he <laughs> needed to do something to make money quick. Yeah, uh, but Francis always that's how he his career always was um, spectacular. It was. Uh, um, Outsiders is is uh, just holds a special place for me. So Karate Kid was that your first starring vehicle? I think that it was, was the right? first. Yeah, that came out right. That was the Outsiders hit the theaters in this uh, March '83, and uh, Karate Kid. We started shooting. I was cast that summer, and we started shooting Halloween 1983. Did you know it was going to be the most? Rewatchable cable movie cable of the eighties, yeah, probably on somewhere every every it, place. Because all this stuff is happening mid eighties, where everybody gets HBO at the same time. Right, right. Everyone's just getting more channels, and we didn't have a ton of movies back then. And mm -hmm. it was kind of the same twenty movies that were right. just on all the time. And Karate Kid was just on for a year straight yeah. in nineteen eighty five. Just, it was, but it also did great in the movie theater. But shows up on cable, it's just on. It still does. Yeah, it really still does. Um. You know, I, I it was uh, I had no idea. Neither did Avelson, our director, or or Weintraub, our producer, or anyone. Pat Morita. I think no one knew. First of all, you can't predict it would be this piece of pop culture and then yeah. spawn this series thirty five years later. That's a that's a hit. I mean, that, that that's anyone who said they knew that is lying. Right. Um, anyone who said they saw a chemistry between Pat Morita and myself would not be lying. Yeah. That was evident right away. Um, less evident to me. Do you think it was uh, his experience with Scott Baio? Maybe right, that's he could, was, have been, could have been. Could have marinated was, him a little bit. It was bit. a setup with Happy Days. <laughs> Happy Days. Happy Days was the, was the was the incubation period. What became the success of the Karate Kid? This, it this is all making sense now. That's great. That's a great. Did you guy. ever say to him, "Who do you like more, me or Baio?" Yeah, Just I be honest. I haven't a couple, done it. Put never, a couple of drinks in. Never him. got the chance, and I will never get the chance. <laughs> so, as you're filming it. You know it's going to be a big movie. No, Come as on. we're filming it, we know we have um, uh, something special between those two characters. Uh, we because I just kept hearing that all the time. Yeah, that they, and there was an ease of working with him. It was just you know we just two the two right guys in the right part. There was a and, casting gimmick sense to it for me just growing up. Like I was like, really, the guy from Happy Days? He's right. going to be a no, the I central was dead. lead of Karate Kid. Not, not that I had a voice or, and or experience, but I was like, Arnold from Happy Days. Yeah, really? This thing is going to be a cheese ham and cheese fest. It is going to be. And then the, and the producer, Jerry Weintraub, was like, there's no way I'm going to have that Catskills comic in my picture. Yeah. Um, which was the way Jerry Weintraub talked. <laughs> you know, that's how he ordered his dinner. Um, but uh, Avelson, it's, it goes into John Avelson, the, the director. He saw Pat and... Uh, 
is shot video of him, shot video of me, cut it together. You could see that actual footage on YouTube right now, our first reading separately, me in New York, Pat in L.A. Seriously? And yeah, you could, you wow. could pull that up. It's A awesome. Karate Kid thing I haven't seen. Yeah, I can't believe right. it. That's Jesus. right. You can find it. I guess it's Machio Audition, Machio Karate Kid. Yeah, you'll find it somewhere. Um, and... Uh, and it's uh, you know he just he just played the tape for Weintraub and the studio and said this is these are the guys these are the guys and um, and we should mention he did Rocky he did Rocky so yeah. he had some sports movie he had some sports to movie say and knew nothing of boxing nor martial arts but he knew how to tell the underdog story that was another um, weird thing about this movie is I didn't know anything about mixed martial arts or karate either I didn't know no. what, what the rules were understood it but. Right. As I watched the movie three hundred times over the next thirty five right. years, I mean, there out. are some, there's some rule. They get, you know, you can hit somebody in the face; that's a penalty. But then you kick him in the face well, yeah, for the final that, thing, no penalty. Right, like, right. Or you could, I you don't could, know, you could elbow the guy's knee and not get disqualified. <laughs> right. I always have to bring that Never up. Never really understood but the rules. It's all listen. There's, there's, you go through it, and uh, uh, many movies you go through. You start circling things that make no sense. It's well, that's power a, of suggestion. We do a podcast called The Rewatchables, and one of the things is like we have a one of the categories is nitpicks because when you see a movie 10 times, 20 times, 50 times, you just start picking up stuff you never would have picked up. Right. You know, like in Major League, the batting order gets screwed up yeah, in right. the ninth <laughs> inning. Like just <laughs> things that awesome. they never intended you to notice. The fans, well, now what happens is they do that in real time because everybody has that, well, Many people have way too much time. Yeah. And the internet and slow motion freeze frame. Yeah. They could pull out when the stunt doubles in because they just lock and they say that's not his profile. You know, we never knew. You just watch Rocky or you watch a, a, an action picture and it's the actor. Now they freeze. They can freeze the everything. The TVs down. are too good now. Yeah, they see better than we do. It was There was um, a blurriness with those old yeah, ones was, and was all a, that stuff. There was a, yeah, you have to actually dumb it down to make it have that warmth and stuff. But, but how, long, how long were you filming the karate tournament back then? I mean, yeah, it was 35 it was years days, ago. About yeah. five days. Uh, this, the final scene we shot was one day. It was pretty amazing because Billy and I, Zapka and I would work that scene. It was like a ballet. We really had it down. We had plenty of time. Where with Cobra, we, we rehearsed that scene, that fight scene for over the two and a half, three months. Um, and Cobra Kai, where they, they just like they put the camera up. Okay, somebody kick somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot tougher on the lower budget yeah. and more dangerous. <laughs> um, but when we did that, it was six cameras. It was Avelson who had done Rocky, as you said. So, you know, he's, he's the conductor. Everything's choreographed. It's choreographed. We fill it up with uh, Cal State and Northridge. We fill up the, the gym with uh, extras, and we run it for the first time like a live theater. It was unbelievable. Plus, I get to win, so everybody's right. cheering. For, they're like, cheer the guy on the white, and you boo the guy on the left. That's how <laughs> Karate Kid is so black and white. Right. Where Cobra Kai delves into, oh, they're just so evil. into the gray area of all these characters. Um, I always felt like, I remember writing this like, over 20 years ago, Cobra Kai and Duke, the similarities, right. Duke basketball, just yeah. like a yeah. certain type of player slash Cobra Kai student. It's interesting because you mentioned before, like, when do we know, like, what, do we know we're making a big hit movie at the time with, with Karate Kid? And I, we did not. What I will say, and I've told this story before, but it's a, it's a good one. I was with uh, seeing a sneak preview or May before it opened in June uh, in the summer of 84, and it was at the Coronet Theater in New York on the Upper East Side, back of the theater packed, and uh, everybody was on following every move of this kid, and I played this kid. So it was this out-of-body experience to have, you know, this roomful, in-concert sort of 
cheering, rooting, laughing. And I'd never experienced anything like that. And most people don't. And at the end of it is such, be it the... The payoff scene, show me wax on, wax off, and when he realizes these chores amount to something, or the big fight at the end, which was literally like being at a fight. No question. You know, crowd and people jumping up. I don't even see that today. High-fiving, hugging. Yeah. And then on this, uh, pouring out onto the street, and everybody's doing the crane kick on 2nd Avenue. And Jerry Weintraub just leaned over to me and said, "Uh, I think we're going to be doing a couple of these. (laughs) And that was the first time that I was like, that's the moment that I said, okay, this is something else. I had heard it was testing well, quote unquote. Yeah. But that was a life changing, like realization. What's happened over the past 30 years, the pop culture, the fact that the internet allows people to say, wait a second, justice for Johnny. He's not really the karate kid. He's the bully. He, yeah, yeah. He, he was just rolling a joint when he, he put the hose on him and splashed him with water and he deserved to get his ass kicked. And now it starts this whole get him a body bag, catching flies with chopsticks becomes right, right. like uh, bigger than the movie. And I think that's what's lent itself to it, you know, the Cobra Kai First of all, Cobra Kai is well produced, well written, and uh, uh, across the board, and that you can't have any of it without that. But they've been, you know, amped up and ready to embrace something like this. And when you deliver it well, yeah, which which fortunately for us we have, that's why we have sixty million views of episode one and people. To, you That's know, amazing. Millions and millions for of the uh, for the trailer for season two about to drop. You know, it's awesome. That was a weird time back then where people would cheer in the movie theater, yeah. and I don't think because I remember seeing Rocky too, and people were fucking losing their minds. Yeah, like it was I remember Game I Seven. Yeah, I was there, and there was and a I couple of things. Karate Kid was like that too, where it was it was filmed so well, it kind of was filmed like a game or a sporting event mm-hmm. that you felt like you were a fan of. It's really well executed. Yeah. I still don't think there's any way he gets by Dutch. No. They they in fact he's armed they don't with, really show his anything. arsenal is one kick that really doesn't work. <laughs> they it's don't show awesome. anything for that match. He gets one point off. It's like winner. It's yeah, like, right. wait a second, Dutch. Yeah, we would, whatever. I think, I think that Dutch was the studio was the saying this movie's over two hours. We gotta get to the, <laughs> the get, chops and stuff. To, yeah, cut it, cut so it, what cut happened it in your life after it came out? Um you know, less going to a mall on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, uh, but I was busy, super busy at the time, you know, which I can't say 10 years later was that case. But yeah. I was, um, you know, the second one was being teed right up. I I went and I did a movie called Teachers right away. I like um, Teachers. Nick yeah, Nolte. With Nick Nolte, Joe yeah. Hirsch, and Joe Beth Williams, and, that and Morgan Freeman. No sign of that on cable now. No, that, that Some and, movies and, are just gone. I know. Crossroads doesn't get a lot of time either. That was right after. You're right. I, so I did those two in a row before part two, and then I was- on uh, Broadway with De Niro in a play called Cubanist Teddy Bear. Wow. We and Burt Young and De Niro and I were uh, that was uh, f- that was about ten months time between the public theater downtown and then the Long Acre Theater had Crossroads in the movie Karate Kid Two, The Mets uh, in '86. So I was busy. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, come Jesus. on, I got to do it. Well, listen, God. and listen, you've had some success since. We've had an okay century. <laughs> yes, you've, <laughs> you've had an okay new century. Very good. Yes, this millennium you're doing fine. Twenty first century has been going yeah, great. Right, twentieth century not as great. Not as good. But yeah. Yeah, listen, it made you t- the wine taste sweet. So you had all this stuff were. going, and then you have the and you just come off this Islanders four straight cups, four straight and cups, and then Mets, Mets in '86. Wow. And What's your other team? The Jets. Uh, the Jets, which no, has been a lot longer. That's been tougher. 
a lot tougher. Well, now you have with the Mets and Jets, you have basically nobody under the age of 38 remembers a Mets World Series. Yeah, I know. And then you have nobody under the age of, I don't know, 50. Yeah, right. It's like me. 55. <laughs> the guy yeah. born the year, year after me has no idea. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny to see that happen in the Mets because for just years, I felt like they, anytime I saw a Mets fan, like, you're a Red Sox fan, I could just see it in their eyes. Like, right. Oh yeah, but I it was at every to one of those games. Last... I was right on the first base side. My Wait, wife really? and I. You went I, to Game Six? Nine. I was. I went to all of them. I, I listen. I had a show on Broadway and and a hit movie. Oh, I you're could just get going tickets. like I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, we were about 19 rows up, right on the first base side. You know, I saw. I just remember. Um, I just I remember that inning, freezing. Um, with my, my wife, uh, she wasn't, uh, we were, uh, dating. In, dating at the time. Um, and we, I just remember the, th I mean, it's just, it was crazy magic the way, if you're a Met fan, um, Calvin Chiraldi, was that the guy? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't have many, many exciting the, stories. Deer in the headlights. But I remember just seeing the ball behind Buckner's heel. Just seeing white, yeah, and the three guys in front of me, which were like six foot five, me. That's all I remember from that. Like I just remember and that just that chopper down the first base and just chaos. I'm proud of you that you didn't leave. Oh, I was celebrity there. getting out of there early yeah, after I, the I, seventh I, inning. I'm, you know, I'm I'm the sports fan first. That's good. Celebrity, that's a good job by you. Celebrities in the rear view. Yeah, uh, that's a nice job by yeah, you. Yeah, that's just the way I am. And I then was, you went to seven. I went rain to seven. delay. Rain delay. Rain delay there were rain six. delays all the time. Yeah. And don't forget the Houston series. That that game that game six down in Houston. Uh Mets down three nothing. It's up kind until of the, the lost ninth. great game of that it's decade because everybody remembers the Mets. Amazing game. Yeah. I was I was watching on a you know a 13 inch television. Yeah. Just like I just what was that 16 innings? 16 innings. It was crazy. And then, you know, before that, you know, the Islanders Stanley Cup, I was at all those 80, I was at that. You know that uh, I love that stuff. I we love did that a stuff. thirty for thirty about the Islanders. Um, the one they, the Conley about did? John's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the crazy owner who bought the team and he didn't have any money. Crazy. But we we tried to. One of my big notes when we were doing the notes process was we need a little more of how freaking incredible the four straight cups were. They were amazing. I mean uh, that it was the pre Oilers that, dynasty. Yeah, exactly what it was. I mean they handed it off, and and the you know sports. Uh, the NHL, I think, I mean, I was curious for your opinion. Now I'm spinning it back to you. I think the NHL does a good job. This is why I get a little frustrated with basketball because there's a handful of teams. Yes. And We're seeing it the this NHL round. does a decent job um, right now anyway. You knock, you have Tampa Bay, Lightning are gone, and, uh, and Pittsburgh's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Anybody, I mean, the Islanders actually could potentially, if all goes right, have a shot, you know, it, where they weren't supposed to get in yet. And I think any given game can be competitive for the most part. And then I don't feel that way in the other the other three major sports. Um, it's really nuts how just random hockey is. Yeah. yeah. Guys go, we, we got, uh, even though I'm from Boston, we got king season tickets for three years. Boston, because Boston Toronto, it's a good game seven Boston, coming Toronto's up tomorrow be, night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but people hear this tonight. But watching right. – Watching that King Stanley Cup run, just going to the games, yeah. I'll take my daughter. And it's Jonathan just like, Quick. it comes down to like a puck hitting somebody's shoulder and going right. in. Right, some people say, like, I don't totally, I, I get it's, that. But it's like, 
All Basket- my basketball friends say that. You need the skill to, to make that well, shot. Well, you need, you need the skill to put yourself in the position. You're absolutely right. But it is it just drives you nuts yeah. when that one bounce or, you know, the one ricochet, whatever. Right. But you have two guys little... hanging on you, and not if you get a hangnail, is you get right. two free throws. You know, so there's that argument. There is the goalie. The whole hot goalie thing is just—I mean—that's why the Bruins won in 2011. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thomas got hot, and then Quick was like an octopus yeah, for yeah. three years no, there. Same, you know, same. But thing. Um, anyway. yeah, with the basketball, you know, the one thing and I don't plus like—I sucked at basketball, so <laughs> so that's why I—I I, I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate. It, but the I one guess thing I don't like with the hockey is the regular season is just completely devalued now. They—they they, and this is why I gave up the tickets. It just doesn't matter. Like yeah, the yeah. Lightning had one of the best regular seasons of all time, and they got swept in the first round. And but it's but it is still four out of seven. So it it's is. not like it's a it's a it's a I one game baseball playoff. No, I would tweak it though. Yeah. I, I would say if you were the one seed, you get five of the seven games at home. Like there should be some that advantage. Be, that might be that might be something. But maybe even that would have made, maybe it wouldn't have even mattered for the Lightning. No. But Karate Kid Two, Japan. Uh, Okinawa, but Hawaii. We shot it. I didn't we know this. It. Yeah, this is great. Hawaii. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm uh, a little disappointed you didn't know that. I probably did know you that. I just know. forgot. You just want to block old. it out of your head. <laughs> There's no way Miyagi doesn't live in Okinawa. That was a big fight scene. Yeah. This time now for points for life. For life. Good great. one. I love the fans. It's so funny because the guys who write Cobra Kai are like you. Yeah. And that's why I said they this grew is up the on top. all the lines. They know and they know way more than I do. They do. They really I mean they 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 lived it breathed Kid, it. Craig Kid three got a little that went off the rails. It's a bad movie. Yeah. It's Did you know not, that when you were filming it? Yes. Yes. A lot of stuff didn't add up. Nothing adds up. <laughs> Nothing heads up. He learned nothing of all the teachings. It was a money grab. Card. It was a money grab. I mean, it was. Uh, I think their intentions were not just for that. Yeah. Um. I because Avelson came. I mean, it was the same team. Yeah. There were script problems. There were there were there were a lot of uh, things. Why? And it's funny because some of the the guys who write Cobra Kai showed two of them. You know, they just love and they they love doing this to me. In season two, there's a whole. There's a bunch of callbacks to the, to, to Kid the, Three, yeah, to what I call oh the, my god, what I call the second sequel. I dare not speak its name. Um, no, it's not that bad. See, listen, I, listen, I have a beach house to show for it, but uh, that's a win. But, but it's uh, it is a win. But uh, I like Kid Three. Kid Three is unintentionally very funny. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's yeah. un- it's campy. It's cartoony. It's all the those relationship things. between him and Miyagi goes. It's it's a little too close at this it's, point. It's ridiculous. It's may- maybe uh, yeah right. Maybe maybe scale back a little with right. your seventy year old friend. Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> like you don't have to go shopping yeah. for flowers. When you get, when you get on a first date, maybe don't bring the first date over. Yeah, right, to, to open up the Miyagi's little This is my seven-year-old friend. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm with you, man. But there are references, and these guys love it. John, Josh, and Hayden are creators. They they love that. I'm it, glad you cashed in on it. Yeah, well, I mean, somewhat. You know, times of, you know, at that point, it was pretty good. One of the reasons I loved the Cobra Kai show, and I was so impressed by it, was I could tell it was written by people that loved the original movies and wanted to keep the spirit of it, but... You know, when we see these remakes, and even when they remade The Karate Kid with Jaden Smith, and it was like the same plot, modernized, with, but not really an attachment to the old movie. I thought, and I said this last year on, the, on this podcast, I thought it was kind of groundbreaking how they reinvented it, but using the old characters mm-hmm. and advancing this new version of the story 
while also like kind of adding stuff to the story I already knew in my head. And I'd never seen a show do that before. They just it's switching perspectives and the prism on a yeah, story that really you know. Smart. And um it's always and and no matter what angle you're looking at, say something that happened in the karate kid, a story point. Um the perspective of it changes the angle. And so you're hearing a story, you know, but from a different point of view It's very, I guess that I don't know if it's really sliding doors, but it's that, you know, it has a, it has a different, a totally different perspective. And, and on top of that, you have, you, then you bring in the younger generation and how it affects them in the young, our younger storylines. And they could take that. It's how my daughter, the girl who plays my daughter, how she remembers what her dad told her. Yeah. Or uh, one of my favorite little lines in, and uh, the first season is when I'm talking to Randy Heller, who plays my mom. She came back in season yeah. uh, one, and and she's talking about all oh, those Cobra Kai bullies. I remember when they pushed you down that uh, that hill, and then the kid who plays my son says, "Hill, I thought it was a cliff." It's like as if I <laughs> right, tell right. my family that I was yeah, pushed down exaggerated a cliff, story. and I'm like, "Enough out of you," right, right. you know. And so you could do that, and on top of that is the um, the ability to go back to Sony or Columbia Pictures salt mines and literally get the 35 millimeter footage of of camera angles that were not used in the movie and they they use them in the show so Smart. they digitize them so when you see Johnny Lawrence get that crane kick in his face which was always a big low wide heroic shot of LaRusso winning the end of the match now you have three different camera angles that were never cut into the film that were shot back in 1983 that are now woven wow. into uh, uh, Cobra Kai. And then there, there are scenes that in future episodes that were scenes that were shot that were never in the movie that we are looking at story points where then we could go flash back to that and see us from 1983. In a, That's fine. So there's, there's also there's the, so much, the key to the idea you know, was flipping it and making yeah, Daniel kind of a dick. Yeah, let, let him be get and successful. Johnny losing, Lawrence, like, wait, I, I feel bad for Johnny yeah, Lawrence. Right, this right. is How like the Christian make... Leitner of sports know, movies. Exactly, exactly. Now I'm supposed to have feelings for him. Yeah, it's funny. But and it worked. It works, and it works because you see them both with good intentions to right their wrongs or find their balance. And with LaRusso, season two is very much about opening up Miyagi Do and and passing on the wisdom of his yeah. of his mentor and showing a better way to all the the. Or the, is it a better way? Well, it, it or is, is it, it a better well, way? Well, it is I, if he can get his I, cars I, waxed I, and his deck sanded. <laughs> I mean, he can a little child labor. I mean, what's wrong with that? Also, this show worked because Zapka was really good at it. Zapka's I was surprised. Great. It's great. Is he because if he wasn't good i don't know if it works no if he if he's not good in it we're not doing it we're not doing more of it and in marty coven season two is great he really is great so that got teased at the end of season one that he's, he's a back. big part yeah he throws a wrench in everyone's plans so evil yeah he's i but, mean there's dictators who get, are evil yeah. and then john crease no, and then he, that's it that's it he makes darth vader look uh, warm and fuzzy yeah darth vader's like yeah, because you don't really get to know, you know, know how he was in school, if he was picked on, you know. So, um, oh but wait, I'm going to start having feelings for him too. Uh, no, I'm talking, I was talking about Darth Vader. Oh, and, but but what about John Kreese? What that you find, you learn stuff about him. I'm like never going to like John Kreese. No, You're no, not you don't me to need like to. Him. You don't need to. You don't need to like. You got to keep. I mean, there's certain villains that you love to hate. Yeah, and and I'll still, you know, this show is des by design. You know, was about coming in from the door of Johnny Lawrence and explaining who, what happens to a bully, what, why are they like that, what, you know, the human side of it. Um, 
So, you know, I think that they're having him seek redemption and us feel for him is yeah. part of what, but, but it's also awesome when he's a dick, you yeah. know, so we don't want, I'll, I'll have those meetings with the guys. I'm saying, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want the Johnny Lawrence teddy bear. I still want him to be a dick that is trying to right his wrong, you know? And so there's always right. a balance of that. And I, you know, the same thing with LaRusso, it's, it's a tough balance in this show because he had the great, he had a human Yoda. I'm staying in the Star Wars thing. But he had this human Yoda that he no longer has. So he's lost that. He's got that void in his life. Now martial arts for LaRusso, refinding balance is important going forward. But he still has that East Coast kind of slip, skins his knees. You know, he's got that knee-jerk temper reaction. They love it. The writers love it. They love it. The more LaRusso gets to be the LaRusso that's like, you know, this school sucks. It sucks. The more they love. I'm like, what What about a little soccer? What about some over 50s, over 45 soccer or whatever? Okay, Uh, season three, Knockwood. I'll bring that in. Always a big what if. What what happened that year? What what happened? Like, why didn't he go into— No, when uh, when he got kicked off the team, like he— you know, yeah, he, he he's a little messy, like on the on the yeah, field in practice. Yeah. He was. Um, I mean, my my soccer experience was uh, was getting getting the the juggling down to look good and not have any it. finish. Juggling yes. trainers, <laughs> Jug, juggling, and he could not get around. By the, the way, defense. you mentioned Randy Heller, one of my favorite movies ever, Fast Break. Yeah, She's Gabe Kaplan's wife. That's right. And she was also in The White Shadow, That's my favorite right. TV all show over ever. And you got Swayze staring. She's at the me best. I, she's oh. she's. When my last podcast ever, she's going to be the big guest. She'll be uh, three I, iconic. I, I, I roles. can make that call. I could get to her. What happened? <laughs> what happened after the three? You always had a really good sense of humor about Crowd Kid. You're having. You were in a bunch of movies. Like right. what, it wasn't like it was the one thing you did. Even like when you went on Entourage, like you always had a sense of humor mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Was it hard to keep that? Where it, people just say, "Hey, Daniel Sun, crazy!" Yeah, no, that's that's all the time. And now we're in a heightened level with the yeah. success of this show. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say ten about fifteen years ago. It certainly was. I went through the enough already phase. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, my cousin Vinny was a nice was a nice thing in the early nineties. You know, that having that film, but it was, you know, things got a little dry. You know, the lean years, as I call them, and. Uh, and so that was at the point that, you know, you're trying to find other roles to balance the balance, word? Um, you know, balance other things in, yeah. in your career. But I mean, at that point for me, uh, you know, my wife and I, we had our kids, we had them at 90, 92, 95. So a lot of it was that's where my focus was. So when I look back at it, it wasn't necessarily by design, but I had when I wasn't working as much. Um, I had that time, you know, to be the dad. You're in California at that New point. York. Oh, New oh, New York. I was only in California two years, eighty and eighty-one. It was uh, eight is enough up into auditioning for the Outsiders. Once I got the Outsiders, back to New York in the eighty-six World Series. Um, but um, uh, so I, I never. It's interesting now more than ever in the last five years or so. See, I guess when How I Met Your Mother did the whole thing about the Barney Stinson's theory that the real karate kid is Johnny Lawrence and is not this nerdy greaseball Italian kid yeah. from Jersey who stole his life. Um, I guess in the last seven to five to seven years, and when I see uh, guys our age, your age, I won't say, I won't put you in my category, um, that that's, that have kids, 11-year-old kids or yeah. whatever, that, that are introduced to the movie. Um, and what it means to them and seeing dads and sons and mothers and daughters with the outsiders or whatever, 
that all of a sudden to me at wisdom, I'd like to believe it's wisdom that says to me, this is a gift that I've been fortunate enough to play a few roles that have been inspirational or positive in a world that isn't always True. inspirational or positive. And I could shed that kind of, without sounding lame, joy to, you know, to people, that's something I embrace. And to, to say, okay, he's not, I'm going to do Simmons today, but we're not talking about Karate Kid. It's right. just the stupidest thing in the world. Well, you know, it's interesting, the streaming generation now, not a lot of movies from the 80s hold up for somebody right, exactly. like my 11-year-old son or my 14-year-old daughter. Um, there's a timelessness to a couple of them, and I think Karate Kid's one of them. Yeah, I but agree. But Teen Wolf is weirdly... Translate, and I think that's why MTV ended up doing the Teen Wolf TV mm -hmm, show, because yeah. for something about that movie, it's kind of timeless. But then other ones aren't timeless. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of, you know, like for various reasons, like Revenge of the Nerds has some like real issues in it <laughs> right, now that right, right. Isn't, aren't great. Yeah, you can't go there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the 80s stuff has just gone away, and only a couple of them have lived. Oh. But I feel like Princess Bride, Karate Kid, like yeah. some of these things, they're just going to live on and on because yeah, it doesn't really matter that they happen in the 80s at this point. It defined that. Well, the 80s are still kind of retro cool. Yeah. Um, so, and that's going to fade at some point. But I think— I don't know. But, but it, it maybe not. Fade. Maybe not. But the, the, the being in a film that sort of defined that time, but also a movie that works on a human level. Yeah. You know, it's a kid trying to navigate fish out of water, uh, you know, fatherless child, single yeah. parent moving to a different area. You're checking a lot of boxes there of people that have not a lot of money, that, China, rich family right, right, that right. he's kind of dating for, into. There's then, a lot of uh, stuff. And going then on. there's a wish fulfillment. And then there's a, you know, Daniel LaRusso had no business winning anything. Right. Which is the biggest difference when people talk about the remake, um, you know, the, the Jane Smith remake. Uh, because I felt he was a ninja within five minutes, you know, and and he there was less of that kid next door element that we all felt that kid. And I think LaRusso, partially in the in the great writing of the script and also the casting for me being the right guy at the right time who had that a little bit of East Coast cockiness, but yet a very vulnerable kid that, that needed guidance and that that mentor, yeah. you know, we could all use that uh, bit of wisdom navigating through that tough time. And I think that's why, I agree. you know, it, it, it works more than just catching flies with chopsticks and, and get them a body bag, you know. Right. And it is, it is it is a 80s high school movie, which was this great era of high school movies from like 83 to 87. Right, all the John Just Hughes a lot films. of them. Yeah, all yeah. the John Hughes ones, like Secret Admirer. Like no. there's, Steve and then what's Howell. funny now is, I love this. is Secret Admirer is great. <laughs> And what's funny now is this, you know, Netflix now has the algorithm has figured out just make more of these. Yeah. And like my daughter, she watched this movie this weekend with Noah Centineo. It's called like The Perfect Date, something like that. And it steals from like five different movies right. where it's like this guy, he's he's making money do, be being this one man dating service. But now he's not seeing the world the right way and he needs a comeuppance. And I'm right. like, oh, no, man, they stole from this. That, 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 right, oh, this right. is totally from Secret Admirer. Uh, and, uh, but she has no idea. She's uh, just like, oh, I like Noah Centineo. It's another generation, but it's it's nice when you could connect the two. You know, nice when you, like you say, we're watching uh, Cobra Kai with your kid. Or, you know, that that's happening a lot. I'm getting a lot. Well, the, and the other thing is for YouTube Red, which I don't even, it's not even called it's YouTube Red anymore. Now, now it's premium. But this was by far their biggest hit. Yeah. 
by far. Yeah, listen, it was initially this that was, was like a giant hit. That was our warm up pitch uh, before we got you know down here over to Netflix and Amazon, Hulu, and all. And we had multiple uh, bids on the show. It says YouTube. Suzanne Daniels, I credit her, who was um, you know a veteran in television at uh, MTV and uh, and uh, I'm blanking. I think WB or, but she said you're gonna have multiple buyers. And I'm going to tell you why you have to be here. And she proceeded to pitch to us why we shouldn't go anyplace else. And at the end of the day, what they had to do is basically say sight unseen, not a, not a scripted word. They just bought it in the room and said, make 10 of them, where everyone else wanted to see a script, wanted to say maybe just six of them. Wanted, and then, yeah. So that's the they had to play that hand. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten the show. And uh, what's great about it is they really are behind the show, um, have used their engine to promote the and get it out there it's different than what i've grew up with i'm like some commercials some tell but you know what people are people are watching it's computers and phones and also That's how the, they get their the information. youtube culture of they watch it oh, i'll watch one more and yeah. now you're foreign yeah that's uh, and it just kind of goes to the next one immediately. So it reaches. I mean, honestly, who has more eyeballs than youtube? Nothing. And uh, so it's about you know driving that and then so uh, especially with like under 17 yeah yeah like and my son my son doesn't watch cable he doesn't watch satellite he goes to youtube he goes to netflix he goes to hulu yep yep and those are the three and he goes to youtube first yeah and he goes on dives and that's yep. what everybody does they just like click on this oh what's that next video on the right yep. corner and, and they, they do that they do that with you know if they if you're clicking on something 80s music or martial arts or boxing or sports, it will drive you to the show. They have those algorithms, you know, those yeah, yeah. that send you there. And then you, you know, so it's it's it's, it's the Wild West. I'm still trying to understand it all. But you guys stood out. And I think yeah. it's important that, especially when somebody's trying to create like a new version of whatever they're doing mm -hmm. and they have that one thing that worked, now they're moving yeah. resources beyond it. You, yeah. you must have had a higher budget for season two. Um, not necessarily for season two, but season three that we're talking about, which is Ooh. not locked yet. But Japan? Uh, Actually, Japan uh, this time. Let's go to Okinawa. Let's go to Okinawa. I'm thinking it happened <laughs> here. Let's do it. And forget about Hawaii. Let's go to Okinawa. You know what? Let's go to Hawaii let's too. Let's do Japan. Let's yeah. do all of let's it. Let's just, um, so. So you think there will be a season three? Uh, where it's, it's. All in talks. It's not My son's official. only question for you was, ask him if there's going to be a season three. There, I think the fans will revolt if they don't get a season. The way season two ends, uh, you have to have a you season You need three. a season three. Uh, and Potentially that's, you that's could the, take it somewhere else, too, if they didn't want to do season three, right? Um, that's, no, uh, maybe? That's, mm, Possibly? It's always possible. Yeah. But uh, I have a feeling... I have it on good, uh, uh, good information that uh, it's looking very, very... Real. It's just not official, so I can't say. Fair. Do we get Allie in season two or no? That's the same thing. Well, very, could be a very surprise. Possible, but who knows? Wow, really? I don't know. There's, there's, there, here's the thing. The, the, the beauty of anyone who existed in the Karate Kid universe, including the Hillary Swank movie, Karate Kid Part 4, next Karate Kid, yeah. they all existed 
in this world. Like the the Jackie Chan, Jaden Smith, that didn't exist. That's another. I mean, that didn't exist in the, the karate. We don't acknowledge music. that one. But uh, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying this yeah, Simmons gotcha. house. Good, gotcha. yeah. So it um, happened. It's it fine. Happened. We just I'm, don't don't talk about it. I don't it. judge. Just move on. It just kind of happened. Um, so any of those characters are canon to be used if they work organically into the story. And there's some real great Easter eggs in season two. And we're discussing others uh, going forward. I mean, our goal is to keep this thing going as long as the stories are fresh and, and uh, original and the fans come to the party. And so far, so good. Ten episodes. Mm-hmm. YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium. Cobra Kai. First episode's free to everyone all over the world. April 24th. April 24th. Good luck. Thanks, man. I'm really excited. I'm glad this is back. Congrats on this. It's Thanks, really man. good. Thanks I'm so, so excited that I can watch this with my son. It's just hilarious. It's great. It's yeah. the best part. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks, buddy.